welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of A&B Sports Media, the podcast. My name's AJ. And I am Bill. And uh, welcome back. Um, we took a little. We took a little break just because uh, I got back from a concert, Bill from a wedding, yep. and congratulations to Bill because he is he is officially uh, owner, owner yeah. of, of real estate. Thank God. So and also congratulations to Max Matez and Melinda Matez for being married. If you ever actually listen to this, I will expect a text message saying thank you. Absolutely, congratulations to you guys. Um, yeah, so that we were we were off last week, so uh, just kind of getting back into the swing of yep. things. Um, Bill, you want to start us off with uh, yeah. history? Yeah, let's start off with today on June twenty eighth in sports history. Nineteen, oops, sorry, eighteen eighty seven. The Phillies' most lopsided shutout beating Indianapolis twenty four zero. Then again in ninety two, the Phillies tie club record for sixteen straight victories. Uh, we got some tennis going on in eighteen ninety seven for Wimbledon women's tennis. Blanche Bingley Hilliard wins her fourth title, beating Charlotte Cooper. I mean, I gotta love these old eighteen hundred names. Blanche some, Bingley Hilliard. They had some uh, PG creativity. And then, speaking of which, in nineteen oh four, same thing in Wimbledon's women's tennis, reigning champion Dor- Dorothea Chambers beats Charlotte Cooper again. Charlie, gotta get your shit together. Uh, moving on, uh, what's it called? Just some regular games going on. I even talk about cricket, but nothing really too crazy in today in sports history. Uh, golfing legend George Norman gets married. That's a cool thing. Hey, congrats um, to him. Another marriage. Otherwise, very short, sweet, and to the point on today in sports history. Going to fly right through Formula One. There is a race this weekend mm-hmm. on July 2nd at 9 o'clock in the morning. Oh, This is the Austrian Grand Prix, not the uh, Australian Grand Prix. Um, Max, I'm pretty sure, has clinched the title for, you know, driver of the year. So, yeah, just watch how you feel. Let's see what happens with all the other racers. See if they get transferred, anything like that. Um, and if that's true on what AJ is showing me on his laptop about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney investing in Alpine, I would be shocked. Yeah, so uh, there's another person that I remember seeing was going to go in on the investment with them, but... I can't find it, but there's um, <clears throat> they're they're investing in the Alpine. I, I, oh, I they are. They committed. They they are. It was oh, cool. it was a rumor, but it looks like it's more confirmed now. This oh, good. Is, this is a uh, June twenty sixth. This article. Ah, so this was um, just two days ago. Yep. So it says uh, grew on Monday when Renault announced the actors Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney were part of a, a consortium taking a stake in its Alpine team. Oh, cool. Actually, Alpine's a good uh, team too. Uh, Pierre Gasly's on there, and I forget who the other one is. But either way, I'm going to look and double-check. Uh, Esteban Ocon. Both of them are both midfield racers, too, so this may also give them a boost in their salary cap. You know, if they're going to invest more, you know that's going to happen. The other thing, too, is since they're going to be Ryan Reynolds as a part of it, so is McElhenney, you're going to – I said his name wrong, but I don't care. Um <laughs> You can see, probably, they may have some decision on what the car looks like. Not, I mean, like, the design, like, the aerodynamics. I'm meaning, like, you may see a Deadpool on the spoiler someday. Well, they'll probably put their uh, their They'll put the soccer team, team, Wrexham, there, though. And that's a huge thing in general now. Now, your small little team from Wales is now internationally running around on a race car going 200 miles an hour. Yeah. Neat. They're pretty much living the Ted Lasso. Yeah, they're going nuts. But good for them. That's awesome. That's good to know. Good for Alpine. Otherwise, going right into the Union, they're currently fourth in standings right now. 
currently have, uh, if I understand, 34 points, just right under Nashville. Excuse me. Last couple matches uh, were a little weird. I think the last ones I really talked about was when they were on a couple-game winning streak besides the draw between D.C. United, their three-game winning streak. They Four-game winning streak, sorry. They lost to San Jose afterwards on June 10th, tied uh, Orlando City on June 21st, and then came back against Inter-Miami to win 4-1. They're playing also on July 2nd against Atlanta United at 4 o'clock. Good news, I've been loving the Union, though, keeping them up there. I still need them to beat Cincinnati, Nashville, or New England. I want them at the top so they can take this title this time because we want one sports team to win in Philadelphia in the next couple of years. At least one. At least one. Lastly, I have UFC to go over from last week and UFC to go over for this weekend coming up. This one was pretty simple. This was um, Josh Emmett versus... Ilya Torpea, can I say his right? Yep, Ilya Torpea. This was a fight night that was on ABC or ESPN Plus, so you caught that one for free. This one was started earlier at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And honestly, it was a pretty good card. I got to watch the entire thing. Got I was in my brand new recliner, relaxing, lounging. Overall, pretty good card. Um, there was some um, sadness in one of the fights. There was a draw, uh, no contest. I'll get back to it in a second. But there was a lightweight bout in the prelims uh, from two dudes named Trevor Peak and Chepe Marsicall. And Dana White wasn't too happy with the fight because I've watched Trevor Peak fight before and the man just swings. And it's funny to watch because it's not just, you know, straights, hooks, lefts. It is literal hammer fists and club punches out of nowhere. Solid. So it looked very... It looked kind of amateurish, not going to lie. Oh, yeah. But I enjoyed the fight no matter what. Otherwise, though, um, what is it? Uh, Matez Rebecca also got a very nice knockout in the second round on the prelims. But jumping... Oh, before I forget, Neil Magny and Phil Rowe. Neil Magny still holding it down for the welterweights, showing that he's still got it in him, even though he just lost to uh, Shavkat Rachmov. Neil's still a top contender. you got to always keep him in mind. He's still a dangerous man. Brendan Allen versus Bruno Silva was a very good fight. A lot of back and forth fighting for one round only. Bruno even looked like he had him on the ropes for a second, but Brendan Allen came back for a submission at the last minute, uh, near last minute at 4 minutes and 39 seconds. So that was pretty dope. The performance of the night, there was a featherweight bout between David Onama from Uganda and uh, Gabriel Santos from Brazil. That was a good fight, back and forth striking, didn't want to go to the ground, and then David Onama got a beautiful knockout at 4 minutes and 13 seconds, stole the um, finisher, or, you know, like the after he knocked him out, he got up and did the same thing as Izzy, pulled the arrows out and was just shooting him. I don't know if that's his thing or anyone else's, but we'll see. Yeah. Otherwise, the sad fight that happened, the heavyweight bouts, which was... One of the bigger ones, Austin Lane versus Justin Taffa. This was unfortunately stopped 29 seconds in due to an eye poke that could, um, was considered too serious to not continue. And if you saw the Facebook, or not Facebook, Twitter pictures afterwards, his eye was shut. Ooh. It was bad. Like, that could have really damaged it. Otherwise, Amanda Rebos versus Macy Barber. Macy Barber came out to win. And she sure did. Round two, 342, won by knockout. It was real good. The last fight, the big fight, featherweight bout 
fight in the night. Josh Emmett versus Ilya Torpea. Ilya is just on another level. He had incredible striking, incredible boxing, kicking, everything. And Josh never gave up for five fucking rounds, was throwing everything that he had in every shot. And you could tell when Ilya got hit, he did not like it whatsoever. He even said it at the end of the fight. Like, I know I'm trying to cruise to be the best, but holy shit, that scared me. Huh. Um, so Ilya now will be in the top five, which gives him into the title convention. The good news is the featherweight um, belt is actually being challenged re- soon against Alexander Volkanovsky versus Yair Rodriguez. If Alex holds the title again, most likely Ilya Torpedo will be fighting next, which I would like to see because this man is on a warpath to the top. Otherwise, we're going to next weekend, which means this Saturday, actually. July 1st, Sean Strickland versus uh, Albus Magomedov. And that's going to be on Saturday, July 1st at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time at the UFC Apex, Las Vegas, Nevada. I don't know why I'm doing that, but I did it anyway. That um, props to Sean Strickland. He's currently on, I believe it's now a two-fight losing streak. Um, he is currently maybe three. Nope. Two fight losing streak and putting his, uh, ranking up, uh, for the risk. He's re- currently ranked number seven in the middleweights and all this is not, but going down the rest of the card, um, you got lightweights bouts between number 12 and number 15. Damir is versus Grant Dawson. Great fight in general. Um, otherwise really after that, it's a bunch of. No name fighters, sadly, that were not really that known, that are going to be known. Except for the heavyweights. Apparently, there's actually a heavyweight ranked fight at the beginning of the prelim, so that really sucks. Huh. 14 and 15, Alexander Romanov versus ba- Bagley Ivanov. Cool. Otherwise, like I said, not too much going on for that. We'll see this this weekend. I think the next card after that's a big UFC event, and that's going to be the next like real hot craze going on. Uh, PFL-wise, they had their lightweight Grand Prix. Shane Burgos won. He's actually eligible in the playoffs. This is actually something because the way PFL works, and I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't tell you this. PFL How works could dif- you? I know. PFL works differently than UFC where they do a, at the beginning of the year, they basically do this whole season. If you get a knockout in the first round, you get point like extra points. Depending on how you win the fight, decision, <clears throat> knockout, submission, whatever, you get a certain amount of points, and that can even clinch you a playoff position. Okay. So, Shane Burgos won via decision, and the, there was another fight beforehand that was already over, and they they already clinched, whoever these fighters were. Mm-hmm. The owner of the PFL was so disappointed in that fight because of how boring it was, he knocked them out of the playoffs and put Shane Burgos in because he put on a show. Oh, wow. So, props to Shane for keeping it in. Hopefully he wins it all. That's crazy. Otherwise, that's all I got for the moment. What do you got? That's that's actually crazy. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, what I got right, right now is to tell all of you people 100% to reach out to us at our Twitter handle at AB Sports Media. And also to I email us. I will find us. you if you don't. He, he, Bill will go on a hunt. He's already sniffing. He, he knows where you're at. 
Um, close the doors, lock the doors. He's right behind you. I am. Um, or email us at billandajmedia at gmail.com. Please. Um, yeah, last time. I will feed you a grimace shake. God help you. It, uh, oh, my God. Those, those TikToks those are, are, so, are so funny. It happened within a day, and my feed was full of them. I know. peeing myself full Um Matt was the only one that reached out to us, and shout out Matt again. Thank you, Because um, we're actually going to use one of your topics later on in this episode. Woo! Um, but we love to, you know, reach out. We, we know we, we talked to a good amount of you. <clears throat> Wilson. Uh, Wilson, Matt, my grandfather for Wilson. one. Um, so, but Send we, 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 we still, email. we still want to include you in the podcast cause it'd be really fun. It's, it's fun for us. I, 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 I hope it may, it last episode you. made me all warm and fuzzy on the inside. Now I'm all cold and heartless again. Well, your, your, your natural is cold and heartless. Yes, Bill. I know. Um, but what happened over, um, the past week or so is the men's college world series, uh, baseball wise happened. That was a good series. Uh, it was very fun. Actually, it was LSU versus the Florida Gators. Um, and LSU ended up winning after three games. Go Crawfish. And it was the most watched uh, men's college World Series. I and bet. It was very entertaining. It, I watched it. The amount of just friggin' runs that they put up against each other were yeah. nuts. But it, it, so it definitely showed why it was the most watched. Um, and I want to give a shout-out to Dylan Cruz, one of the players on there, because he made – he reached base in every single game. That is 75 straight games. Where he reached base. That is fucking outstanding. Yeah, that's incredible. He, that is crazy. Send him to the Phillies. You don't understand that. He, it, no matter what level you are, baseball is extremely that's an, hard. That's like and like tough. reaching base every single game of every season. Where even like high school, you might be playing like twenty games max. Yeah, you're not reaching base like a good like a decent amount of those mm-hmm. times. And he reached at seventy five and one. So that. He's definitely going to have a promising career, especially after winning a championship. They, like that LSU, that LSU team looks hungry. Well, the, the thing, the, the thing too about baseball is that you might have a generational talent, but like it takes that, them, it takes a while. It though. takes them years to get like, it's crazy. I know, like that would that's he'll remember that forever. But sadly, that may not mean much down the line. Honestly, yeah. Like he, his next season, if he shits the bed, and I'm not saying that he will. Mm-hmm. Who cares about that seventy five? That don't. That's nothing. Yeah, it, baseball is is it's crazy cyclical. Um, but speaking on baseball, the the Phillies are actually getting phenomenal support <laughs> from their uh, their bullpen, and it's yeah. not their two aces. Even though Wheeler's been pitching outstanding, yes, yes. The main the main dog has been Ranger Suarez. Who we love Suarez. In the past five games since well, he's came, he's come back. Um, I think beginning of June, and his past five games, Washington seven innings pitched, only one earned run. Dodgers, six innings pitch, only one earned run. Arizona, seven innings pitch, zero, zero earned runs. Atlanta, who is a on fire team, yep. six innings pitched, one earned run. And Chicago, the other day, um, 7.1 innings pitch, zero earned runs. That is crazy. Yeah, he's on fire. From someone coming back from injury, too. He's, he's, he's definitely our best pitcher right oh, now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, people calling him Power Ranger. Gotta love it. Um, Makes but sense. but him and uh, we'll call Bartolo Colon Jr. Yep. Uh, Taiwan Walker have been outstanding. Both Ranger with thirty three innings pitched at about um, one ERA in the whole like month of June. Uh, Taiwan Walker thirty innings pitched one point five ERA. Like that's crazy. That's actually really outstanding. It is. Like people are saying, normalized calling Ranger and Taiwan are uh, are are. Our aces, Stella Wheeler and uh, Nola, who, to be honest, even in the month of June, like, Nola's picked it up. Wheeler's yeah. been outstanding his past his past outing. So, like, 
it's good to see. And the Phillies are starting to look really good. And like I said, just wait till June. Yeah, it's, it's, June worked out. That's all. That's all it'll take. Um, on other baseball news, Luis uh, Arias, he is outstanding. He's going to hit 400 for the season. That is incredible. He's the best hitter right now in terms of just getting on base and getting hits. Like, that's that's crazy to me. And yes. he's not going to win MVP because uh, Ronald Acuna is on pace to be the first player in history to hit 35-plus home runs and over 70 stolen bases. He's that, on pace for that. That's, that's nuts. That's nuts in general. So it's it's been that's a lot a, of home runs. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And it, it's been a really good uh, year of baseball just watching – Stars that were hurt last year come back and perform, and then, like, the, like, Luis Arias, like, he's just so goddamn good right now, and it's yeah. it's a shame that he's probably not going to win MVP, but like, Acuna's just on another level. So that that's kind of what's been happening in baseball. That's honestly the past week or so for baseball has been really crazy, um, because the Mets have severely underperformed, and they are one of the most. Yeah, um, severely underperforming New York team. We like that. We, we love it. We, we absolutely love, love it. it. But they're one of the most um, expensive teams, teams too. Yeah. Um, and their 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 uh, their uh, owner Steve Cohen actually had a uh, media press conference today, just to kind of like you know talk to the media, try to calm fans down. Um, Frank the Tank has been losing his friggin' mind, and honestly, it's been hysterical. It has been hysterical to he watch. Definitely a sweet dude. Seems like a really cool guy, but whenever he has just like a, a little an, bit of anger, nope, an aneurysm about yeah. any team that he likes, it is the funniest thing in the world. That it is. Um, but Stephen Cohen came out and said, "I'm preparing my management team for all possibilities. If we don't get better, we have decisions to make at the trade deadline. Cutting that's people. not my preferred uh, end result, but I'm preparing all contingencies. So he's prepared to cut people, save money. Got it. He's pretty much. If this doesn't go well, it's a rebuilding season for the Mets next year. It, it, it's looking like it, especially with how much they they friggin' spent this year, dude. Or they they, boy, they cut everybody, and then they get Shohei Otani. Dude, if they, I, I'd be so friggin'. I I think. I'm pretty confident um, our friend Ryan Patton actually said, I want Otani to go to the Mets. And I said, how dare you say that to me? You were offended like if it was words from the devil's tongue itself. It's literally like saying, it's like saying, I, I, if A.J. Brown goes to the Cowboys, I wouldn't be upset. It's like, no, no, that we don't want that. Nope. Um, he also went on to say, listen, I'm a patient guy. Everybody wants me to fire this person, fire that person. But I don't see that as a way to operate. If you want to attract good people to this organization, the worst thing you could do is be impulsive, which is true. But nah, fire people. But you you guys are imploding, and you're kind of looking like a good old ti- uh, Titan. Oh God! Uh, the, the submarine, which that was a oh, that was a, a weird development this yeah. whole past week. There was a sub, and then there wasn't a sub. Yeah, they already have people. Uh, yeah, there's there's already memes. They have them. the the Wilpin Mets, the previous owner, and then Steve Cohen Mets. So <laughs> pretty funny. Um. So also, we'll, we'll move on to hockey. Um, Flyers, as soon as they brought me back in, they just took me back out again. They uh, trade Kevin Hayes to the Blues for only a sixth-round pick. What a deal. <sighs> that was the greatest deal of all time. It was terrible. No, Ab- it was absolutely terrible. terrible. We thought we were going to get our, uh, what's it called, season this year, the comeback season, at least do somewhat well. Not this year. Oh, yeah, not this year. This but, year? Yeah, it could have been. Uh, this is the this is this I mean, is the real rebuild. This is where team. you see like some some hope. This is the yeah. season you see hope. Yeah, I don't have hope yet. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. If only the season tickets were cheaper, and I would actually consider it again. But I'm not going to because they're still expensive. Yeah, they're still expensive. In Plus, 
Also with that deal, they retain Hayes's 50%, uh, well, 50% of Hayes's 7.1 million cap hit. Ew. Right? That's so this, terrible this, this deal, deal just looks terrible. Yeah, all it's a terrible all. deal. So Who made that deal? I could do a better deal. I, probably Briere. Briere, I will be there to help you out. But uh, you'll see on the he was one of our top flyers. Is going. <laughs> he was one of our uh, our top scorers, and we only got him for. I mean, he was he's thirty one, but we only got him for a six round pick, and I don't know. Yeah, it just it, it hurts. It hurts to see us do something so smart at first, and then do he's something so, so like very. Ugh. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, s- sticking on uh, in the same in the same stadium, Tobias Harris. Um, I, I don't know exactly where he was, but a reporter kind of asked him like about. You know, the trade speculation, and he said, um, he was like, listen, like, to casual Sixers fans, they'll trade me for a crumble cookie. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He also went on to say that you're not going to find a 6'9 forward uh, who can shoot 40% from three, uh, guard the team's best player shooting, um, like, all that kind of stuff. But Twitter was like, we'll gladly trade you for a crumble cookie. <laughs> I was going to say, I- I'm, I'm actually backing up Tobias a little bit here. A Why? crumble cookie selling himself a little too cheap. At least make yourself an insomnia cookie. Right. I am not a fan of crumble cookie. But right. Insomnia cookie, though, that's where it's at. So, Tobias, say the exact same thing, but with insomnia cookie, I agree. You know, I'd yeah. say in an instant. If you said insomnia cookie, I might be more inclined to uh, agree with you. But yeah. so- someone said uh, he's absolutely right about the casual fan part because watching him play the last four years has made me realize I shouldn't care about this team above the casual level. <laughs> Uh, you know, for as much shit as he gets, I do commend him for being a, like you know a good sport. And now I, I, I think I think he kind of knows where he's at, especially yeah. um, within I don't, the Sixers I think he knows he's not staying. Um, and I think now he's kind of like selling him up. And mm. t- to be honest, he's 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 pretty on the money right now. Yeah. Um, but it, it, curious to see if he does get traded, and if he comes back, if um Nick Nurse actually draws some plays for him, but. We'll see on that regard. Yep. Um, but on, on some really, really fun notes, Jason Kelsey um, actually went to, I forget exactly what bar it is. Um, it, it's somewhere down near the shore, but uh, James Seltzer was like kind of calling him out and saying he was going to be really good. Yeah. He'll like chug you under the, the table and stuff like that. And Jason Kelsey said, I'll bet I'll, 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 I'll beat you at it. And he, he beat him. He, he, Jason Kelsey finished a 30-ounce beer in, in 5.7 seconds. That is insane. I need you to understand. Most people can't chug their 12-ounce in 5.7 seconds. He this knows how to open his throat. That is incredible. To be fair, after this, you don't really see too much of it. I have a video up. He throws up? No, he's just he's he's like leaned over in pain just trying to fight to stay alive. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that means he... He he's he's right, been though. through worse. Yeah. He, he'll put his body through the ringer just to win. And that's yeah. commendable, but I just thought that was so... 30 fucking ounces, Bill. That's a lot of beer. That's a lot of beer, especially the it, all the carbonation, so, yeah, too. Yeah, I was going to say, those burps had to be rough the oh, next like, couple dude. minutes. Those are the ones where the carbonation goes through your nose and it burns. You yeah. don't want that. You yeah. do not want that. They also were doing this for their podcast, so right behind the camera was Travis Kelsey, and oh, he, okay. was just, he was just giggling away after everything, because he's all, he's all Jason just killed over. He's, he's like, like you're, pain. Help you're me. an idiot. Um, also, there was some really cool <laughs> uh, theme costumes at that bar, too. There's one girl um, wearing a Nick Foles outfit with uh, Nick Foles' kid, at, like, when it was he, uh, her, his kid was that young with like the, the, the headphones, headphones over and everything, yeah, 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 yeah. and then right next to him is a person in a in a penis costume, indicating big Nick, big dick Nick is uh, big back. Big penis Nicholas. Uh, 
But Matt, thank you for uh, what we're about to do next because I think this is actually going to be really fun. Yes. Um, we have the, the Eagles schedule up right now. Um, we're going to go week by week discussing their matchups. Now, we're not going to go too much into it, um, but I thought it would be really cool to kind of discuss uh, where we kind of line up with each team and uh, kind of see where we're going to be at towards the end of it. So what I think cool. we're going to do is we're going to go to the bye week. We're going to go to the bye week, which is week 10. And then we'll kind of we'll, – we'll, we'll either do it next week or we'll save it for a little bit later. But because I'm kind of curious what you guys think um, for this first section of matchups as and well. And you should respond at Bill and AJ Media at gmail.com. And at our Twitter handle at AB Sports Media. If you do this, I will give you a nice kiss goodnight. Yeah, a little kiss on the head goodnight. Please. For the love of God. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> the first regular season game is actually at the Patriots. I can't remember the first time we've had a home I'm game gonna say, yeah. in a while. No, we normally don't get that. Week one usually is never a home game no. for us. Um, so week one. Is uh, it, that's why those tickets are so expensive, though. Um, don't worry. I know. Yeah. I'm looking so at the next It's week, week one uh, against the Patriots. Um, I think we win this one pretty I think pretty we win handily. it. I'm going to say it's going to be 32 to 18. 32 to 18. Yes, and this, thank God this is recorded because I'm not going to write this down. <laughs> 32 to 18. All right. Well, actually, I kind of would agree with you. Okay, cool. Um, just looking at our team from last year to this year, yeah. we have only improved. Yeah. Nah, We've I think only improved, especially when it comes to our running backs. Now, mind you, it's we're a little more glass cannon, but now we have more – versatile running backs to actually push us through. Yeah. DeAndre Swift as a uh, pass catching back out the backfield mm-hmm. is going to be disgusting. Rashad Penny Very if true. he stays healthy, which fun we don't even have to give either of them like uh workhorse b- uh backloads anyway. So Very true, yeah. Rashad Penny, that man is is a friggin' freight train who's way too fast for how big he is. You got Boston Scott, you got Game O's coming off of a fantastic end of the season. So I'm just I'm really excited about just those matchups in general, the running backs against the linebackers, and obviously our wide receiver is going to kick ass. Yes. Um, week two. 42-24, Eagles versus the Vikings, because the Vikings will always lose the Eagles stadium. It is It is. It's now a tradition, and I hope they keep this going. Vikings at the Eagles on a Thursday night. And they always get their shit kicked and in. We will be there. We will be there because that is tradition. That is also going to be very expensive tradition. It's going to be very expensive tradition, yeah, but I mean, once, looking. once a year, might as well. I know. Um, Actually, I got to text Casey. If he can get those tickets, I'll get the tickets off him for that. All right. He never that, answered me the last time. Um, it's not going to be like last last year's uh, route. No, I think I don't think I, I don't think it'll be close, but it won't be last year's route. Nah, I, I I'm only saying a bigger gap because I'm having the vibe of it. But I know because the Vikings probably have done a lot more in the offseason, You know, get themselves back up. Mm-hmm. They will probably be a little closer. Plus, it's only week two. Eagles will still try, probably be figuring out everything. Making sure everything's firing on all cylinders. So honestly, it'll probably be a closer game, or it'll be an absolute blowout like it normally is because the Vikings can't handle the Eagles. Twenty-seven to fourteen. Twenty-seven to fourteen. I'm still sticking with forty-two. To, uh, 40, yeah, forty-two <laughs> to twenty-four. Um, week three, we are at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but this time it's a Baker Mayfield-led Buccaneers. That's I was like, um, again, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I. These first few matchups, I'm not really afraid of. No. And I can't really honestly gauge the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I don't know who they are yet. I'm going to say it's a very close. I'm going to say, honestly, that's going to be the game where it's going to be a three-point win. 
from the Eagles. That's going to be the gut check where it's like we could have been so much like it could have been such more of a lead. Because what's going to happen is the Eagles will win the Pats, the Eagles will beat the Vikings. We're going to feel hot. Then we're going to get cocky and then nearly blow it, and it's going to be like, whoa. So I don't. Now. I don't. In this locker room, they don't necessarily get too cocky. Even, yeah. Even during their run, like they true. weren't cocky. Very true. Um, but I definitely think this is the the gut punch of, of like the reality. Hey, listen, yeah. It's like, hey, listen, you have to be perfect in this league. Yep. To keep playing like that, and I think this one will be a lot closer. Yeah. I don't think a three point. I think they'll win by ten. Eighteen to. I'm gonna say fifteen. Tw- I'm gonna say twenty four fourteen. I think they get slow off the bat and then they start kind of start picking it up. 18 um, to 15. Nice. Um Washington Commanders uh at home on week 4. What are your thoughts? Well, who's QBing for the Commanders now? Uh, it ain't Carson. It ain't Carson and it ain't uh it ain't our boy Taylor Heineke. It's it's a it's a it, he was a rookie last year. Mm. And they're they're going to try and build off of him this I, year. I I think hmm, I think the Eagles will still take it. Um, it's an NFC East bout, though. Like, there, it's it's going to be closer, though. They always come into Philly and play outstanding, like every team it is. Like, well, not outstanding. I was going to say, like, not last year for the Commanders, they got their shit kicked in. Not when they came here. But didn't they? Or do, oh, that no, was we when we lost. We went. Yeah, that's when we went there and kicked yeah. the shit. In. Never mind. When we go, when we go there, we kick the shit out of them. Yeah, when we come here, they, they put up. A Home's fight, a little bit tougher. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, surprisingly, like it's it's definitely a tougher battle for them, but they always put up a fight. Yeah. Um, I could see this being our first loss, though. I could see it too, uh, but I but not this early to this Washington Commanders team. I think that I'm going to take the L for this one. And see what happens. I'm actually going to go the complete opposite. I'm going to go, uh, I think it's, we'll we'll do, we'll do 31 to, uh, 21. I was going to say 21 to 18. I th- you're, they they lose they, they lose twenty one eighteen. It's just if they had if they still had Taylor Heineke as their back or QB. Oh, then, then I'd be like that's a Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going yeah. he's going to keep going no matter what. Yeah. But. The the rookie unless unless he just pops off the first three weeks, yeah. I don't see him coming into the Eagle Stadium and. Oh yeah, the pressure would be tough on him too. Uh, week five at the Rams, Los Angeles Rams. This is this is where I could definitely see us getting our first loss. Really? Okay. Yeah, because this is a team where they were all hurt last year. Ah, and everyone's this back year. Everyone's now. back, so you'll have Cooper Cup, you'll have Matthew mm. Stafford, you'll have good old Van Jefferson, um, you'll have running back. Um, he. My God, Cam Akers was popping off towards the end of the season. So, like, you and you have your returning guys, too. So, like, this is going to be a fun game. 32-24. <clears throat> I think this is where we lose 27-24. Okay. Um, week six against the New York Jets. Good old Aaron Rodgers is there. We're and they're break him. And this is a team that our, our good friend Rav is going to want to because we got we may it's, travel. It's at MetLife. We yeah, could travel. For we that. can travel there. MetLife's not as far as we think. No, um, that's if I don't. This have is the, this is a close uh, game. Party, this is a close. This is a sleeper close game. It will be a close game because usually when we play, I want to say bad teams. We it's closer than we think. They're not a bad team. <laughs> They're a great team now. They they were a QB away from actually making a push. Yep. So um, now they have a QB who. We'll see how much. We'll veteran. see if he stayed the same or if he regressed. Yeah, it is Aaron Rodgers though. He's he he's the man. He so. has magic. We'll um, see, but I, I think I think this one is going to be uh, another twenty-seven to twenty-four win, but it's going to be a lot closer than I like. Here's how it's going to go: twenty-seven twenty-four. I agree with you there. Overtime win via field goal via, for the Eagles. 
Oh, an overtime win. Yep. Okay. I think it's. I don't think they're going to go to overtime. I think. I think it's the field goal that wins them. But I think it's at like end of the game. I think it's going to be overtime. That'll be a fun one. Um, <clears throat> week seven, Miami Dolphins at Lincoln. They Financial get their season. shit kicked in. I'm already like realizing my bank accounts is crying. Yeah, because we're going to try to go to both of them. Because this is my birthday. Oh god, October 22nd. It's my birthday. Kind of have to, and it's a night game. Do we? Oh, you fuck. I'm broke. I'm broke. I so I'm, I'm, I might. Honestly, not go to the MetLife one, and yeah. then just go to the Miami Dolphins one. Yeah, which kinda, it kind of hurts my soul. But, yeah, it does. Um, but this one is going to be an absolute shootout. It really depends on how our defense plays, um, and I'm kind of gauging our defense based off of our our piss poor Jonathan Gannon one, which I I I still I, all of uh, Eagles Twitter still hates him so much for for having us lose that one. But I really think this one's going to be like a, a both teams around uh, 30 points. I was going to say 44 to 40. Now, 44 to 38. That's, yeah. I, 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 high scoring. This is this is a flip-flopper. Um, I'm going to give us, it's at home, I'm going to give us the win. Yeah. I'm going to give us, if it was at Miami, I'd say they win it, but. Well, yeah, home. especially with the way they play their field, too, because they get to bake in the sun. Exactly. <laughs> um, week 8, another bout with Wash, at Washington Commanders. This one's more of a route. I'm going to say a solid 32. I think to by 10. then we're going to have everything rolling. I yeah. would say say a little less. I'm going to say 28 to 15. All right. Still still a decent route. <laughs> yeah. Uh, week 9, right before the bye, we have the Dallas Cowboys at home. 90 to 1. No, this is going to be a close it's fucking match. It's always a close it's gonna be a, it, I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say there's gonna be more field goals than you think, and it's gonna end up being a solid twenty-eight to twenty-five. Uh, I'm gonna say a little less though. <laughs> I'm gonna say twenty-four to twenty. Actually, actually twenty-nine to twenty-four. Twenty-nine to twenty-four. Twenty. Yeah. I'm gonna say twenty-four to twenty still. All right, so running through it, we'll go through your rankings first and then mine. So you had them here as a win. Yep. You had them here as a win. Yep. You had them here as a yep. win. You had them here as a loss. Correct. So 3-1 going into week five. At Rams, you have them? I have them 3-2. Three, three, so right here is where they lose two? Yeah, two in a row. So two in a row. So going they in. they pick it back up against the Jets. So now they're at 4-2. Yep. 5-2. Five, 5-2. Two. 6-2. Two. 6-2. Two. 7-2. Two. All right. So going into week 10, we're at 7-2. That's, that's <laughs> Billy's predictions. Here are mine. Week 1, win. So 1-0. Week 2, 2-0. Week 3, 3-0. Week 4, 4-0. Week 5, 4-1. Week 6, 5-1. Week 7, 6-1. Uh, oh, wait. So this will be 7-1 going into week 8. And then... Uh, Eight and one going into week nine. A little optimistic, but my two flip flops are the Dolphins and the Jets. If they end up going uh, six and three into week into the bye week, I can absolutely see that. And then the back half of our <laughs> the back half of our schedule is looking really, 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 really rough. Um, yeah. yeah. Week 11 is the Chiefs. Ow, ow, week 12 is the Bills. Week 13 is the 49ers. Then the Cowboys. Yeah, the that's Seahawks. gonna be uh, that's gonna be rough. And then the last three games are the easy ones because, and I'm saying easy and relative because you have the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants. Yeah, that's gonna the be season. rough though. That so this the first 
the first eight week, nine weeks are literally going to determine our season, yeah. like where we go. Yeah. Because the the back the back half of it's going to be an absolute slugfest, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's especially the bye week. The bye week, you know what I gotta say is good though to have right before the Chiefs, just because oh, we want to take all of that time to bring back all of that hatred that we have, hundred percent, and fight them back at their own field. Well, because that's gonna because we had a bye week and then we go to Arrowhead. Yeah, but then the Bills and the 49ers are at, are at home. And 49ers, every time though we play them, it is always a fucking tough game. Always a tough game. I hate and the, it. And, ho- and hopefully they'll have a QB for this one. Yeah. But, dude, the 49ers fans are such bitches. No, they're ready. They're ready for war. They have they have been complaining all offseason, and I'm so excited for this one. So hopefully, excited. <laughs> I mean, bro, if you're going to have the, the best DN in the NFC yeah. go up against a tight end. That's your fault. Yeah. So... But that's that's pretty much all we have. Um, it's a short one, I know, but uh, like I said, we, uh, we we had a lot going on the past week or so. Um, and again, for the love of God, so Billy doesn't hunt you down because he's he's right around the corner. He knows where you live. He's sniffing already. Yes. Please reach out to us at AB Sports Media and our email at BillAndAJMedia at gmail dot com. Do it. And uh, you know what? Thank you again for listening to A&B Sports Media, the podcast. My name is AJ. And I am Bill. Nice. All right. Leave. Get out of here. Go to me. Do it now. We're done with you. Bye. Bye. Gambling has become a problem for you or for someone you know, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to seek free, confidential, 24-7 problem gambling assistance. You can also text SUPPORT to 533-42 to get more information about problem gambling behavior.